0: Hi, and welcome.
1: I'm Z. And I'm Keith. And we're going to tell you about the movie that we just watched. But first, a little bit of a heads up.
0: Some of the movies we watch deal with heavy subject matters.
1: In order to talk about these emotionally delicate things and the heavy subject matters that we sometimes cover, we add humor and crude language to add some levity and to process our own trauma.
0: If that doesn't feel fun or safe for you, we completely understand. Please take care of yourself first and foremost. And we spoil the end of pretty much every movie that we watch. Now you know, (laughs) on with the show.
2: Probably we probably got business to get to here, but happy birthday!
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, you fucking idiot. Forty-eight,
2: the lower (laughs) forty-eight. I'm just that's right. Think lower. Get it
0: lower. You're
1: you're almost fifty.
0: Thanks. That's a better framing. Yeah, that makes
2: me more excited. Half a century. That's fine because that's not
0: real time. (laughs)
1: And your your partner, what?
0: My two, my two husbands.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) your your partner is ten years younger than you. I'm not even forty yet.
0: Barely legal. (laughs) Barely insurable. Uh,
2: (laughs) Well, whatever. I'll be joining you in the forty eight club. I know. A of months, unless yeah. Unless a wrecking ball comes from out of nowhere and
0: oh, don't talk that way.
2: Flatten <laughs> Okay, well, you know, I'm sure all this stuff will in, end up on the on the podcast. It will. <laughs> I mean, if you'd ever listened, you'd know. Yeah, I've I'm terrible. I've listened to
0: <laughs> yeah, we say that
2: three. a lot. I've huh? listened to three at least. I know well, I listened to well, shucks, the real genius one. Uh, oh, that's right. I say trust trust of course nice and yeah uh, well, maybe one other it's fine um yeah i the only time i've really tried i tried with the it's always sunny podcast but after a few of them i'm just like oh my god it's like you know them talking about the episode for five minutes and them like bitching about like parking spaces or whatever and i just oh, <laughs> I'm um, that's relatable yeah, it's,
0: human content
2: yeah i think I li- it's just it's <laughs> i just actually listened like, to two What's that?
0: I actively
1: listen to two podcasts and they're both my own. <laughs> oh,
2: nice. Because you have to make them, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, just, no, this sh- I'm so good. I got to hear this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't know. It's, you know, it's not like there's something wrong with podcasts. Podcasts just aren't. For no, me. there is. But, there is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, I think my first exposure to sort of like the, the big time ones, you know, like Mark Maron or some shit, it's like, yeah. Fifteen minutes of fucking advertisements. Well, yeah, and then that dude talking about his feelings. Or like, God, yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I think it's a little more, uh, like it's a little more. You know, clearly, if you know the people involved, it, it's a little more uh compelling. Plus, well, like, I got name, one. I got name checked in one of them. So,
0: uh, every other one. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah since uh, there won't you know people won't see our faces yeah by way of introduction with us today uh gosh <laughs> you get a phd in uh some bullshit yeah. a masters in some other bullshit yeah to me, you'll be the inventor, always be known as the inventor of hot food and machines.
2: Oh, yeah, hot food and machines. <laughs> <cure> for <death. laughs> uh,
0: I forget. I, did we co-author or were you the author of uh, the creator of the holiday of Feberasti? Uh
2: co-creators, co-creators along with uh, Chris Dixon. Okay,
0: with Dixon. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I know. We had some other...
2: Oh yeah, there's there's some cla- the I still new, have the, the new wasp. notebook. Axzane, <laughs> That's uh, the that's the when the, the song winds down. No, that's you the new os, like, isn't it? No, 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 no. But it also doubles the psych as
0: out de- I thought that was the new os.
2: Oh fuck, it's <laughs> one of those two, Yeah,
0: the lufgeik, yeah. uh... <laughs>
2: and then Jor the stuff that Ronald Reagan put in his hair to make <laughs> it seem like it wasn't white. Anyway, also, yeah. oh, it's not gonna work oh. in the background. <laughs> Look at oh, that. Look a at book,
0: that. a book,
2: a book that I co-edited that I, I wrote about four pages of nice. Uh, and I get
0: and from uh, 30 years ago.
2: Last, <laughs> last year I got a royalty check from Ooh. that for $26. Damn.
1: Oh my God. I didn't know you were a millionaire.
2: <laughs> oh dude. Yeah. I know. I went out and like got but- like a. 60 piece McNugget. Said, it's <laughs> <laughs> Cash. Yeah. Um,
0: that's what I'm hoping my lifetime earnings, if I'm lucky, from Spotify will be.
2: Nice between so, yeah between it, this you,
0: and my music.
2: You have to get like fucking Jesus and Mary Chain levels of popularity for for you Whoa. to get dollars. You know.
0: <laughs> Jesus and Mary Chain hold up
2: no they they sued spot they were like you know a group that sued spotify and they were like in the thing was like how much their earnings were and it was like $80 or something like that from yeah. spotify I'm like I mean not that they're like you know it's not like that band is is like taylor swift but I mean like they're a known quantity you'd think they'd be pulling in more than you know in this at least in the triple digits of dollars what a hope yeah, one would hope.
1: You think they'd be pulling in more than Pud, you know?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: in and out.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't. That's have to what is, You don't have to be on Spotify <laughs> to do that. If you so, if that's what you want to do, you know, it's, there's a lot of Pud.
0: <laughs> okay, so obviously yeah. we're talking about the film *Simple Men*. Duh. Yeah. Well, also let's talk about what I I have gone on ad nauseum. I'm sure Z is sick of hearing it, but you and i caught snippets of trust on your television yes and that's how this all began for yeah
2: so me anyway uh, i think you might Maybe have you. recalled a version of this or retold or a version of this in the trust episode probably um, but my memory of this was that um this would have been the 11th grade and you had the sprint and yeah buddy often uh beg you for rides to work even though it was kind of inconvenient for you you were on the other side of town i would could have walked probably a little bit quicker than it would (laughs) take for all that's funny i don't remember but but it was time for some sweet hangs and shit so it was all good and uh you would yeah uh, was like it was one of those the
0: steering wheel underneath and i would look (laughs) so it would look like i was not driving
2: yeah, to freak other people out I hold it down and he like
0: <laughs> his hair very <laughs> Eating
2: like, pizza, with, I
0: remember we did once.
2: <laughs> or just like looking for something outside the car. <laughs> like I left my wallet on the hood or something. Um, but uh uh yeah, they're crazy. So you were over for some sweet hangs before going to my sweet gig at Burger King, which I had for three and a half years. Damn. Um, yeah. And uh we we were at Blockbuster? You How long were you at Blockbuster? Uh only one year. Oh shit. Yeah. That was yeah. my la- that was my last job before the my library gig at UC Boosh. Riverside. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, we were hanging out and like flipping through the channels and we must have hit on I don't know what scene it was. I'm guessing it was the bathroom scene in trust mm-hmm. where like everything is like sparkling clean and all of the shots are like very like symmetrical and very stark. Yeah. And just being like, what the fuck is this? Right. And (laughs) we kept watching and like, I uh, just, I think, I don't know about you, but it seemed like both of us were just like fucking mesmerized by this, like hilarious. And it was like smart and it was just like nothing I'd ever seen before. And by the time, like, it kind of snapped out of it, I was like, "Shit, dude, I'm 30 minutes late for work." <laughs> so, yeah, we, you know, you you drove me to work, and then at some point, like, you had no idea what we were watching. So I'd be right. like, at some point, like, either go the TV, either TV guide or or out. We like looked to the TV guide and tried to figure out what was on at that time. Um, and and it it came on again. I'm like, yeah, this is it. Um, the and and you know, so that started that version of our like the Hal hartley thing the next part of this um and i know i've told you this i just don't know if you remember the story or not but a couple of months later i was hanging out with mike rebar um backstory on mike rebar um (laughs) this was this was someone i met um when keith and ruth and some other people uh went to a reading uh alan ginsburg at what now is yeah because Chap- he was friends ruth with
0: brian dumas which was someone ruth and i knew from from C SA.
2: yeah and uh and i so i i think was that the that wasn't that, that can't have been the first time i met ruth i'm pretty sure i know i think but, it's, yeah i think we met before but um but that's where right. i met this guy mike rebar <laughs> and uh down the down the road a ways we were in a band for a couple of years called yuck uh he's a drummer and like a, quite a bit older than us he was probably what five oh, six is years that? Old. And like at that age was- that's like a pretty big age gap you know yeah. like when you're in high school um but at some point uh, we started hanging out and there was a day we were hanging out in the town that i guess his family's from west covina West Covina, California is where the downtown sequence of Wayne's World was shot. Oh no, kidding. Uh, it's Aurora, Illinois in the movie, but it was ah. actually shot in West Covina. And oh, we man. were hanging out down there, just like walking in a neighborhood and this car drove by us yes. and someone threw a whole uneaten hamburger at mike rebar bar, like uh like in that was wrapped in aluminum yeah, foil. In- I mean, the car was going like 50 miles an hour yeah, So like and it, opposite like, us so it, it had the yeah <laughs> like it it was like, like a <laughs> bruise on him and we and got totally
0: like, freaked and like we're hiding inside a diner well yeah or we were like
2: what the fuck right so uh then like a few minutes later it was clear that these dudes were following us so we like darted through this neighborhood and we ended up in i think a danny's or it was Something a restaurant like, like a danny's yeah. and you know like wait until the coast was clear <laughs> then like we eventually got back to Rebar's house, and he's like, Fuck, what a what a night, dude. Here, watch this movie that I randomly taped off cable, and it was uh the unbelievable truth.
0: Oh shit.
2: Yeah, and I had no idea, you know, like did not know basically at this point that there were other Powell Hartley movies or anything like that, but it was like very clear because it was the same, you know, with Adrian Shelley's in it, and I was like, This is very clearly like because it was just the same kind of cadences and beats that are sort of in Hollerland movies and and it was just like it's one of those few times where you saw like experience something that might not be the greatest thing in the world but at that particular moment it was the greatest thing ever the the only other well, thing like, i can think of that's kind of like this is like uh the day after 9 11 uh when we got uh that, god that was all, like slayer it was like the perfect album to hear on that day. <laughs> Wh- which one God Hates Us All because it actually came out on 9 11, but clearly, like, you couldn't go to the records. Oh, yeah, I thought it got re- delayed. It did get delayed to September 11th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote about this in the book, actually, uh, uh, or at least oh, it yeah. was one of the like infamous like records that came out on September 11th or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that record is not aged very well, but like that memory <laughs> of it at the time was like, Oh yeah, because it was just such a weird and depressing day and a half, you know. Uh, that's but anyway, after that, after that is just like mm. <laughs> Chef's kiss. The history is really not <laughs> not recovered from that excellence. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like, but that's sort of my early like how Hartley uh man that's trajectory. wild i have no
0: memory that we watched that movie then um
2: uh unbelievable truth yeah yeah i don't yeah i don't uh yeah i don't know how we like i, I think eventually it was like we found movie books and then you know just started tracking the stuff down sure
0: i mean uh, you were always great about that and you always i mean for one thing i never had money to get a hold of things but i mean i mean i don't Maybe I'm misremembering, but yeah. When we first started hanging out, you already had like fucking, you know, Legs. Gene Siskel's fucking in table book of jackoff movies or whatever, you know, like
2: oh, <laughs> well, I had like that that like the video guide kind of thing, you know, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I was just like fucking go through it when I was bored, you know, yeah. Um, as an only child, you know, that's something that happens um and uh yeah um well i just mean you always were you were definitely a big influence
0: in that for one thing i remember you knew a lot about film history that i did not and you were already you already loved the wizard of oz and some (laughs) some hitchcock
2: yeah my shit like uh, that I, so if you want to get into like, I think when I realized I, I liked, don't, but I right. like movies. Yeah, you, it's fun. This is really boring stuff. It's the reason why no one listens to podcasts
0: um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> when I like. So my my dad had this like massive collection of movies. Oh, right. Really? Like, he taped them. like he was an early adopter of VCR. Like he had a top-loading VCR, yep. like thing that weighed like seventy-five pounds. It was, it was like, like a, a two small thing.
0: washing machine.
2: Yeah, and um, he would tape stuff off TV and then get another tape and get rid of the commercials.
0: Oh hell yeah! Damn. Yeah, I mean it
2: was super time-consuming, and from what I recall, Seems I don't like a good good parent. I, yeah, it seems like he barely even ever watched these things again after he, it was just like the process was what he liked. Right, and my dad like had all these movies, but uh, did not have a very good like. It was he like not a, not a, like I wouldn't say his taste was well, maybe it was his taste was bad. It was more <laughs> like it was so democratic that if he was like or uh, more like so Catholic with the lowercase C that if he liked something, it really didn't mean anything. Like he's
0: liking it. Was it significant?
2: Yeah. It was like, or did uh, he- like, I mean, just garbage movies. Like I'm trying to think of <laughs> like something that he'd just be going, oh, that was a good movie. Like, uh, <laughs> like Stuart little or something like right. that. It oh, was a good movie. And then he'd be like, well, what about, uh, you know, what about, um, Susan King. And, like his favorite movie was to catch a thief, a Hitchcock movie, which is like, like m- most Hitchcock people would probably have that as like their his 20th best movie. <laughs> um, and I and I do like that movie, but it's like not an obvious right like pick, <laughs> right? So it's like, what the fuck? So weird. Um, but like, you know, he didn't like the matrix because it was confusing. <laughs> just like shit like that. Uh, okay. it didn't make any sense to me. Or like the the best would be like foreign films. Now they got subtitles, like just dismiss they're yeah. off. But you know the the replacements <laughs> with uh, Keanu Reeves, <laughs> oh <Uh-oh. laughs> fucking classic! You know,
1: hell um, yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, like, but he had, uh, but it just, but he had all these movies. I think it like when he stopped doing this, like basically when DVDs came in. I think he had like three thousand movies that he t- like taped off, wow. and he would. They were always in like ELP, like six hours of movies, like oh, shitty quality, you know. And and he would often tape them like when they started doing the copy proofing stuff Uh on videotapes he would copy those so they were all just like that flashing that was like no
0: what yeah
2: yeah i mean like quality was no object for my obstacle (laughs) you know um but but so like that probably was like an imprint on me you know um but i think a lot of it happened when i was in high school and i was in you know mr nino's photography class like on high and so i started being interested in like photography as an art form and then sort of realized that like you're kind of they the good filmmakers are kind of doing that with film right but you know but the shit's moving (laughs) um (laughs) and you know and i think i started (laughs) some of these moving pictures are so crazy um i started becoming very intrigued by like the aesthetic of movies and i think some of the formative movies for me were probably Stanley Kubrick movies which is why you know he stands as a probably my favorite director despite some of the you know not best you know gender politics and stuff in his movies but um but like as far as like ambiguous like very inventively filmed framed well acted and you know challenging movies like he's tough to beat for me. Like a lot of times, <laughs> the first time I watched Kubrick movies, I was just, what the fuck is this? this is fucking bullshit. And then I'd, I'd be obsessed with why they were so bullshit. And then I'd watch them again and be like, Oh, and then watch them again and be like, Ugh, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was probably like around 10th grade. And I watched this documentary about, uh, I'd, I'd gone through like a gore horror movie phase around this period. Uh-huh. cause great parenting, you know, I'd go to blockbuster yep. video and get like, Dario Argento movies and shit like nice. that, like whatever, you know. Um, but I was really obsessed with Dawn of the Dead, and yeah, that's right. you know, watched that dozens of times. And there was a film that I checked out that was like a documentary about the making of oh. Dawn of the Dead, and in it, it's talking about you know, sort of the trajectory of that, those first two Night of Living Dead and some of the other stuff that he did before Dawn of the Dead. And there's this bit where he talks about this scene where it's like, this is the first scene in Nightling Dead where you realize there's, you know, terror, right? And basically, like, uh, the um, Dwayne Dwayne Jones character in Nightling Dead sort of opens the door. He, like, hits a zombie. And then the next, like, once you see that zombie fall down, all of a sudden you see, like, 10 or 12 zombies in the background. Seven, and, yeah. like, and, and it just never dawned on me you know, in my tenth grade mind that that you know, the people who make these movies like think about this shit very (laughs) right carefully. Yeah. There's intention behind it. And it was just sort of like another sort of mind blowing moment for me. So it kind of helped me think through, you know, sort of the intentional and unintentional choices that filmmakers make, you know. Yeah. And so like all of that was part of my um filmic education you know and i think when we saw trust like it was probably around the time that uh i was getting interested in like trying out foreign movies like, especially liking mark uh-huh. Bergman movies and uh the now canceled uh woody allen and <laughs> quentin tarantino movies yeah, which were informative for Like having sort of an interesting approach to dialogue. I mean, so much movie dialogue is expository in nature and merely sort of moves a plot along, but there it was sort of like plot is kind of on the side a little bit. And I, you know, we wanted crack some crack some quips (laughs) here and there. And the fact that like how Harley could kind of blend the visual a very sort of distinct acting style, like the characters hardly ever make facial contact with each other they're they're like they're not like talking yeah, yeah. at each other but they're but there's it, it like it's like in a ways like hitchcock i don't know if, if you watch enough hitchcock there's like a there's a very certain pace that all the characters walk at and there's like this sort mm-hmm. of beat like between like when characters speak and when the next character speaks like mm-hmm. it's almost like there's a metronome to it yeah. something like that with hell hartley too um Beautiful and, you know, I, would, I wouldn't I would have been able to have known this at that age, but sure. like, they, right. you know, it's something you kind of intuit, but, um, but yeah, after we watched, probably definitely like unbelievable truth and trust, but uh, I can't remember what I've, what I would have seen next because one, like around the time I was hitting up blockbuster video a lot and trying to get used movies, uh, uh-huh. amateur hit the right. used. Movie. Yeah. And I can't remember if I got it there or, like, taped it off TV. Um, and I think I just straight-up bought Simple Man, like, uh, with some with some Burger King cash. Um, oh, really? But, yeah, after that, all of those would just sort of, like, gobble up I everything. I just remember I they off.
0: were, like, really hard to get a hold of. If- yeah, unless- like, especially,
2: like, Surviving Desire was really hard to get a hold of. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I mean, this is,
0: like... Unless you found lucked out and found a used copy somewhere, like yeah, you know, like and even eight, back
2: then, eighty, you remember, ninety like,
0: dollars to buy them. yeah, new- yeah,
2: yeah, new tapes were like eighty or ninety bucks. So you would hope that like Blockbuster Video, they would like take them off the wall because no one was checking them out and right. like discount them. So like often you'd spend twenty dollars on like a used video tape, which just seems bananas.
0: <laughs> it does today. <laughs> they uh, wouldn't do that for a DVD, a Blu-ray. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know, enough about my film journey. (laughs) Um, Never. If you, uh, uh, well, so I watched, I watched the movie this weekend.
0: So did we, Uh,
2: what a coincidence. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. Um, I don't
2: don't think uh, probably the last time I saw it was sometime when, like when, uh, probably the, like when Catherine and I started dating and I was like, you got to watch all these hell hardly. It's That's like right. a fucking of passage, you <laughs> it know, is. Uh, you know, indoctrinate significant others. <laughs> you know? I was but, already uh,
1: indoctrinated. Keith. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd seen Trust, and we, like, Keith and I, I was like, he's like, oh, I'm a big fan of Martin Donovan. I was like, you know who Martin Donovan is? And he's like, you know who Martin Donovan is? I was like, fuck yeah, I know who Martin Donovan <laughs> is. But he's like, have you seen Trust? I was like, yeah, I've seen Trust. And he was like, oh, my God. And I was like, ha
2: ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I and, think,
1: um. And like, you know like, now um, that my uh, yeah. email
2: address is Matthew Slaughter, <laughs> like, with no yeah. numbers. With no numbers. That's yeah, crazy,
0: hours. yeah. Yeah, um, I was
2: going to say, you were. You were on some forums or some
0: shit back in the day. Yeah, theater. there like, used to
2: be uh there was like a Hal Hartley listserv, um, and that's where like you found out about, um, you know, like finding out about like where the screenings of like Henry Fool works. I know. Did yeah. we saw that in the? Did we see that together in the theater? I can't remember how, when I saw that. I don't okay. think I've seen any of his movies in the theater, but oh uh, well. Um, I think I was well, I found out, out from that listserv, like, and I think I ninety seven. I think I've shared yeah. this with you, but I, um, through that listserv, I found out about a screening above believable truth that was at the, like, ah, uh, what is it? The screenwriters guild, like theater uh-huh. in Hollywood or LA somewhere. And, you know, like sweet. And it was like the only time I actually met anybody from that listserv. There nice. were a couple people like from Southern California there. And we get there, watch the movie, which I think was, I may have seen it one other time in the theater. Um, but like fucking Adrian Shelley was there, like Q&A. Ooh. And right. uh, yeah, and I got, I got her three autograph. Feet tall. I got her autograph on the <laughs> ticket stub. Oh, wow. And uh, I, you know, like it was just sort of like, oh, you know, you're great, whatever. And later, you know, but uh, um, yeah, I'm like, 18 inches taller than her. She's very <laughs> short. She's like four. She was four, four ten. Well, she's yeah. shorter than that now. Tiny. like you know <laughs> that contrast where she's in front of the like, yeah, truck at the end. You're just like, you know, I mean fire trucks are big, but like,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah, but uh, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was that was my my uh, my nice. my briefing nice. with with uh, the uh, sadly. You know departed uh, uh adrian shelley yeah 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 <laughs> uh, good, yeah good times on that one but
0: i saw drew barrymore outside of a screening that i went to of home fries
2: nice no. hey she's the last like she's probably like the only like living heir to old hollywood that is still around right Okay. This... You know, like the the like the Barrymores were like huge and silent films and all that stuff. And
0: yeah, I knew she was connected to that. But...
2: Yeah. But yeah, like no one What there's really... no
0: chaplains left?
2: There's no uh, uh Well, there was uh what's her name? Uh Geraldine Chaplin, who's in um Nashville and a couple of those like Okay. This crazy ass movie from the seventies, which I just saw recently called Remember My Name. It's on Tubi. It's great. Okay. It's fucked up movie i was reading this biography of anthony perkins and he's in it um and directed by alan rudolph uh highly recommend that but that's a that's an interesting movie but anyway yeah uh so uh simple men how how, when was the last time you had seen it it was my first time watching it really yeah oh that's great i I, yeah. <laughs> I did not know this i just thought you might appreciate the very little amount of screen time that martin donovan's in it because he like oh my god it in every scene he's in
1: literally like, i the fucking I, oh like slapping the
2: telephone book pages oh <gasps> i was then, like, losing he, my
1: fucking shit over this when like, he, like
2: when like, you know, the sort of Hartley, Hartley circular dialogue thing yeah. where you sit down with Robert Burke and then he's, like, "I pats him on the back really hard and leaves. I get too emotional when I drink. Have another beer. I gotta get up early. No, you don't. Sit down. I get too emotional when I drink. Will you have another beer? I gotta go. Why? I gotta get up early in the morning. Martin, you're drunk. And emotional. You gotta go. Why? You gotta get up early in the morning. Yeah, you're right. Here. Have no. a drink. I gotta get up early in the morning, too. No, you don't. Sit down. I have a drink.
0: (laughs) Go on, get out of here.
1: I lost my fucking shit. He hits him so fucking hard on the back. Yeah. And he's Literally just like, see you later, buddy, or whatever. Yeah. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, it, oh, my God. Every Thanks. single I I told Keith, I was like, this might be like my I mean, it's not my favorite, but it's like up, up close to my favorite. Like I think I I think trust just because there's more of him and there's more of a character, but this might be like my second favorite Martin Donovan performance ever. I mean, I'm like he, oh my fucking God. It yeah, killed no, like, me uh, like every scene. I'm hysterically laughing and he's just sitting there with a the phone book just talking. Oh, it's
2: so and it's such a great bit of like foreshadowing too, you know. But like uh <laughs> um he uh well it's such a different character from trust too. Like yeah. I don't think Yeah. At that point, it just looks like like, he's having so much fun. Yeah. Whereas, like, it's a very, like, constrained and and kind of measured performance, you know. But which this one is uh, still being able to kind of pull that off for a whole movie with all that dialogue. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. He
0: doesn't have the weight of being a lead. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, So he can kind of, like, lean into (laughs) the, the, like, kind of, like, if you want to be generous and call it the sort of critique of masculinity, that right, that that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Is like movie. that's because, like, it's a fi- it's a fine line with Hartley. I feel like some of it is like he's very much one of these guys that he's sort of critiquing, but he's at least aware enough or self aware enough that mm-hmm. like this is something that needs to be like pointed out or called out or whatever. You know, I mean, it's yeah. probably one of the reasons why I always resonated with you know it's that line in <laughs> in trust where he's like, I don't think I could handle, I don't think I can take being a real man or whatever the, the, like you know that there's a line in yep. trust that yep. like that you know, <laughs> um, you know, and it's uh, something fucking, cis dude, me has had to fucking wrestle with you know through, for a lot of my, through a lot of my yeah. life, so
0: yeah, no, is, he's uh. uh... You know he the way he deals with masculinity is is very unique and yeah i don't think mm-hmm. you know like nobody does it in the way that he does at least in these
1: yeah. especially the,
0: the so-called long island trilogy his first three right yeah. like because we watched unbelievable truth a week ago oh okay um but yeah and like <laughs> Also, the physicality that he, whenever he puts it in, like, and it's usually uh, male on male. Yeah. But like an unbelievable truth with Emmett, the boyfriends that oh, she dumps where he just starts starting fights with anybody. Yeah. But yeah. then there's a scene where he's pushing a guy, but he's like jumping fully off the ground and throwing his whole body. Yeah. <laughs> It's it hilarious. Yeah. It's always hilarious. You have
2: dollar yeah. signs on your boxers. But, uh, <laughs> um, well, one thing that I was, uh, you know, cause uh, you know, like or, the discourse, or, like the sort of fan communities around, um, you know, around like Tarantino and like uh, Kevin Smith and people like that, they'll refer to it mm-hmm. as like the Tarantino verse or like, you know, there's often yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. sort of references to there's definitely a Hartley verse because oh, sure. yeah. the, the, you know, uh, Adrian Shelley's dad um and the guy who works at the shop yep. who plays the guitar you could argue that those are the same characters yeah i think they're
0: supposed to be um yeah
2: they're like, I think it's fascinating which music. i don't know if i i, I think i might have thought about this in the past but i've kind of repressed it is like karen silas's character like wears kind of like the same dress that adrian shelley does and right. trust um and in unbelievable truth there's that obsession with george washington and like
0: Oh, you know,
2: yeah. Trees and all that shit. So there's like a kind of an interesting, like, yeah, line. Yeah. Uh, three movies, even though, like, you know, clearly it, you can't map it all. Yeah. Um, specifically, but there's like these fun little sort of like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's almost yeah. like
2: it's like Lynchian, but without being t- t- tedious. I <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I. I, I I don't know. I I, I kind of want to revisit some Lynch now. I think I liked him a lot for a year, and then I <laughs> backlashed myself. Yeah. <laughs> and and so I just didn't regard Lynch very yeah. well for a long time. Um, I still think he's a bit overrated in that people who like Lynch get, get way into it, and I, yep. you know. Try to the make make written connection. Written. They try to make connections and stuff that yeah. that aren't there, and even if they are there, who gives a shit? It's about yeah. the, it's about the like feeling of claustrophobia and terror and anxiety that it provokes in you as a viewer, which is like his, to me, his strength, right? Yeah. Um, but like, I kind of want to rewatch. Like, I think I'd la- the only time I saw Lost Highway, I might have been with you in the theater.
0: Oh yeah. That's the last time I've seen it. I that's remember, the last time I watched. New, that's the most recent film of his that I've watched.
2: Well, basically, like I, I did see Mulholland Drive and, in the theater and liked it. You know, like I, it's it's basically kind of like an improved version. Like he's kind of figured uh-huh. out the bifurcated narrative thing. Uh-huh. But like I said, I'd rather watch that through three like Hal Hartley movies. I guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah.
2: But. Um not to get too much on a tangent there. Yeah. But um see,
0: why don't you uh give us some impressions? Oh me? Yeah.
1: I think I definitely like you sent that Bell Hooks piece, which was really interesting. And I think I think Hartley does really tackle something with um with masculinity, but with in a way that it's like He is critiquing it, but he's also showing men who don't behave in sort of a compulsory way, the way other men do. Whether or not it's about masculinity or not, it's about performing within society the way that you're supposed to. And a lot of, most of his characters are people who have done something or are doing something to set themselves apart, whether they're criminals or like, you know, Martin Donovan and trust, like he just, you know, he hates, you know, having like that sort of like regular job kind of thing. And he's just like, even though he's good at it, he's like, oh you know, he's just punching everybody every five seconds, which is hilarious, but he's always like sort of pushing this question of like, what, like, what do you want? You know, what What do you want? And it's, you know, he does it in not just the male characters, also the female characters, but it's always this really interesting thing of like afterwards and everything, everything he does feels so intentional, like every absolutely. single thing. And it's insane because you can tell there's like, it's truly independent. Like all of these movies are, are so bare bones and they're so like, just like almost stripped of like. Like, even, like, the house in um, Unbelievable Truth. Like, it's just, like, white walls. Everything is so, like, everything is so sparse. You don't really see anything. But, like, it feels intentional. Like, every single aspect of it is so thought out. And it's so interesting. And it just... the fact that he's able to, to, like, sew in so much humor... With these like really really heavy questions. And heavy subjects matters. It's so. It's yeah. I was just. I really. I liked Simple Men a lot more than I thought I would. I didn't think I wasn't going to like it. But it just left a huge impression on me. Um, And I was like. The same with. Because like. I haven't seen a ton. I mean. I haven't seen a lot of Hal Hartley movies unfortunately. But I I think either trust or Henry fool was the first one that I saw one or the other. Um, and I saw like Henry Fool, trust and no such thing. Like those were the three that I saw like at the same time. And so that's how I knew who he was. Um, so it, like he said, it's not super easy to get a whole, like, you can't just be like, I'm in the mode to watch a Hal Hartley film. And then you just go to HBO and (laughs) click something on like, you, you can't really do that. So, you know, it wasn't like, you know, I'd always wanted to watch more and doing this, like we're watching more. So it was the first time I'd seen um Unbelievable truth. And that one again, like really struck me and was really like heavy and like lighthearted at the same time. And with simple men, like it, yeah, it was it's what you said about like they're not always like the characters aren't always facing each other. There are so many shots that really hit me in in simple men there are so many shots where one of the characters is faced that way and the other character is faced you know that way but they're like they're not facing each other you know and they're not looking at each other like some one of them is behind the other one so they're not looking in each other's direction and shit like that is like so interesting because it puts a spin on the conversation even though you know they're having a conversation it lets you know that they might not be seeing eye to eye you know like all this shit where it's just like so intentional and the way people dialogue and the the way that things are just like like martin donovan like pulling up in that truck and just (laughs) like losing his shit immediately (laughs) It's just fucking hilarious. You
2: can't
1: stop the quiet. <laughs> it's so, and it's just like it, it's so like sort of like a visceral thing. Like the truck just pulls up and it's just like one little shot. It's it doesn't cut. There's nothing. There is there's no close-ups or anything. It's just following the truck. It pulls over, he parks, he gets out, he kicks his hat off, <laughs> he fucking screams, and then it's they're in the bar and they're doing the little <laughs> And it's so like all these things are like so impressive that such a small sort of film with just a few people really
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: are it's able to like encompass such an enormous sort of feeling, and like yeah, yeah I don't know it was it's so uh, the more we're watching of his like the more excited I am and the more like the more excited I am to see the rest of the things that he's done. And it's, it just keeps making me want to rewatch trust. <laughs> yeah,
2: for real. But yeah, I, not I, much I, of any,
1: you could you could sneeze and I'd be like, I don't feel like rewatching trust. So, you know, sorry.
2: <laughs> Well, a couple of things that you said, I mean, like thinking back to about trust and the character that Martin Donovan plays in there. Another mm-hmm. thing to consider is that, uh, is what relates to masculinity. Uh, he is an abusive father. Yeah. Um, right. and that clearly, informs how he is probably outwardly violent to other people yeah,
1: right uh
2: and also like in the home he's very sheepish and mm-hmm. um in um, you know easily um uh, unsettled you know yeah uh, you know by his you know his um, manipulative father um uh my favorite lines ever. I'll knock your ass through your face. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, uh, and, uh, you know, and, in uh, simple man, you know, like not this, uh, that's, it's the first one of his movies where there's like an explicit, like clearly like Jean-Luc Godard's a reference, uh, particularly the sort of slapstick violence uh, that's in the movies, but like simple man is a very direct nod to a movie called a band apart or a band of outsiders, which is the one, um, it's got like Anna Karina, she's basically wearing the same thing and they do a dance sequence. It's just like that oh, dance sequence. Okay. Um, you know, and it's like some cute French song. It's not sure. uh, a <laughs> cool thing. Uh <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, occasionally Hartley will work in a dance number. Uh, have you seen Surviving Desire yet?
0: Not, Not yet. yet. Oh, you haven't seen it, it either, Keith? Well, no, I've seen it. We're going to oh, watch it, it for this some month. Some yeah, of it
2: right. like, might have some of my favorite Hal Hartley stuff in it, but it is about the relationship between a professor and a student, so right. it's a little more <laughs> yeah. sort of dicey. So Z true. will
0: love it. What's that? Z will love that. Yeah, I, lo- I-, I love that storyline. <laughs> Being a perfect, you know. But, uh... I'll say, I don't know, I, this one, I think I, it's still very much got all the Hartley goodness, you know, all the, how hallmarks, if you will, <laughs> heart will marks. Okay. Anyway. Hartley
1: uh, how marks.
0: There it is. Yeah. yeah thank you got you. it. Thank you. Uh, but I don't know. I. I also haven't seen it as many times as I haven't seen any of them as many times as I've seen Trust. Uh, this is only my second time watching Unbelievable Truth, and this one, uh, I don't know. I this one doesn't. It's got some. I mean, Martin Donovan makes up for all of it more than all of it, but <laughs> it doesn't quite give me the the same magic as the first two. Yeah, I,
2: it's definitely like out of his first I don't want to count Surviving Desire because it's like a 60 minute. I think right. it was like made for PBS so like if we accept that out of his first, like the film's up to Amateur. Uh-huh. It's probably my least favorite of that group. Um, Henry Fool is a complicated one for me. Mm-hmm, I yeah. like how ambitious it is uh, but some of it doesn't work, but the stuff that does work, you know, like yeah. it's there's he's trying he's kind of swinging for the fences with Henry Fool. Um well so, to,
0: you know, I feel like he's to his credit, he is trying something, you know, unbelievable truth and trust are very similar.
2: You know, they're very tight, they're very tight movies. Like trust yes. is basically a mirror, like it's very yeah. symmetrical. And you could tell like mm-hmm. you were saying about how like well thought out it is, like, you know, the you know, like uh martin donovan's character like you know clearly like adrian shelley's like a foil and same thing with the parents like both parents are kind of like these like warped mirrors of each other mm-hmm. um and like everything kind of complements each other very well yeah, yeah. It's, you know um and you know unbelievable truth isn't as well executed it's the first movie right um but there's still like these very clear through lines like themes of you know whether it's like capitalism or the end of the world or what have you right like simple men he's definitely throwing some more stuff out there and i think not all of it is as well considered like like clearly the the anarchism stuff right having the father like reading like malatesta or whatever and then like and, and, uh, you know, Martin Donovan and, um, Elena Lowenson just being like basically just deadpan responding to him. Yeah. Like there's no like emotion in their voices. Fucking Martin
0: should... Donovan's character just Yeah. You're so like...
2: good. Um, but like <laughs> you kind of like, is, is he making fun of this? Is he right? Just because it's kind of funny. Like, because, you know, that type of content, you know, like talking about, uh, you know the civil rights and countercultural movements of the '60s, um, and getting into sort of issues around surveillance, COINTELPRO, whatever—all right. that stuff, right? Is pretty heavy stuff to just court, sort of like let okay, make some jokes about it. I'm not yeah. saying you can't, but uh, there's something just kind of silly that doesn't quite land about it it it's still makes, what uh, it's, it still what makes me laugh it. yeah it still makes me laugh a little bit but i'm just sort sure. of like eh, he's an, you know
0: he's an anarchist shortstop.
2: yeah that, that's funny like yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know? um
0: also the, i like uh when uh bill sage's character i forget which one's bill no is her dad bill i don't yes. know Dennis and there's
2: Dennis and i uh, get the other yeah. brothers. yeah
0: <laughs> but he's like uh, I wrote it down.
2: I'm wearing his glasses too. I totally didn't realize we have like the same. Oh kind of- shit!
0: Yeah. He's a radical, not a f- fanatic.
2: <laughs> right. And, and then
0: also, forgetting this is not related to that. But yeah, <laughs> all of Martin Donovan's shit about like <laughs> what is it like? Jack may be dangerous and psychotic. Like, I don't think he's, he's angry. angry. That's, oh God,
2: that's funny that was so though. Funny, yeah, when good, he was like, like he's like, oh, he, he's
1: the psychotic. What? Was he, yeah, like angry. He's he's, my best he friend. might be. Yeah, he's my best friend. He might be dangerous and psychotic, but I don't think he's angry. Right. Oh, I was losing my fucking. Classic, shit.
0: That's classic joke structure. <laughs> <Yeah>. It <laughs> is,
1: but yeah. I. The thing is, I feel like Martin Donovan delivers it so well because he seems genuinely upset. By the fact that he's calling this dangerous like person angry and he's like
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right but it, but it, but again, like I said there there's something about that like sort of critique of masculinity in this movie right. that's yeah. like it's 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 off a little bit. It's uh kind of like having your cake and eat it too a little bit because yeah uh Karen Silas's character right. again it's sort of George Washington thing would never tell a lie and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, she's constantly surrounded by these, like, terrible, volatile guys. Um, And there's almost like a defense of Jack in the movie. You know, like, she has breakfast with him and he leaves. He just wants his He gets sort of
0: rehabilitated.
2: Yeah, and I mean, like, not that there's necessarily anything wrong with that. But it does still seem to, like, give those the weight well, of the past actions of a past Sp- like it'd right. be different if it was like 20 years later or something, but like right yeah. after the guy and she's afraid that he's going to yeah. come and be violent and right um, kind of lets it pass. Like again, yeah. it's kind of, it, it plays. And again, it's, I think he's going for a kind of a comedic effect there, but it the comedic effect is just the way the actor looks. Yeah. There's, right. It's yeah. not what you <laughs> expect this, like, right like almost like a aging, like early nineties, hipster looking guy with a mullet and a leather jacket. who (laughs) probably loves like Hazel Atkins and Link Ray and shit like that. Right. Like, (laughs) um, you know, like that, remember that like brief rockabilly phase in the (laughs) nineties.
1: I feel like I, I think I read that differently. I think I read it. I think I read it more as like, not so much a critique of masculinity but like sort of um like yeah i think i i think i read it a little bit differently than 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 that because for me it seemed more like the expectation of like i i think i didn't read it more as like a critique of masculinity but more of like the expectation of your parents, like you have this like expectation and there's like the one kid who's like sort of like, they're both like sort of following in their father's footsteps by thinking that they're doing the opposite of him. And like, Ooh, yeah. you know, and there Bill Sage's character is sort of like obsessed with like finding his dad. And when he finally does, he's just like, you know, did you do these things? Like he, he wants this stuff from his father and he's not really gonna get it. And in the end, like even though he's the one that like didn't do anything wrong, he's he's the one that's like it's like a similar thing to, that I said about trust. Like in the end, like like Adrian Shelley's character is like taking responsibility for everyone else's actions, even though she didn't do that. You know, she's like willing to say like she's the one that you know threw the grenade and shit like that. But like it's not her responsibility to take these on. I feel like it's a similar theme in like in Simple Men I feel like Bill Sage's character in the end is like he's willing to like take on all this stuff because he's been so like sort of like like unwilling you know to do these things you know previously and his character is more of like the good guy but in the end like doing good sometimes means that you're doing bad you know so there's this like sort of like pull and like what what like what did he want from his father he's probably not going to get it like all these sort of like the expectations you have of a person and I think this is how I read like the her ex too like I think it's like the things that you expect from people aren't necessarily going to be what you get like the ways that people are around you like and people do change and so it's sort of like what you like what you're expecting I think it is sort of a critique of like maleness and masculinity but like I think I read like more as like this person that she was afraid of is a fearful person and it's like now that she's like sort of like on her own and like doing all this stuff he's just presented as this tiny fearful person and it's I read it more as like his power was taken away not like not like the magnitude of what happened is lessened because everyone does sort of, you know, it's just so much fear is placed onto this character. But in the end, it's like, like, why is every, why are all these people afraid of this singular person when there's like a village around her, you know? So like, if, if you really stop and look at it, it's like one weak person. And I don't know. I just felt it as like, there's more of like, there's, there's a side to everyone. And even like the way it ends with, um, uh, Robert Burke's character or whatever, how he, you know, he's given the opportunity to basically get away and go and sort of follow in his father's footsteps or not in his father's footsteps, but like go with his dad, someone who he's actively like tried, who he's like, I don't care about, I don't want anything to do with this person. And he chooses to go back and be with like, Karen Silas's character and I think it's like this thing of like
0: of his, right uh, of his own
1: actions yeah and I feel like there's there's all of these like because you expect him to sort of get away you expect him but I, I do feel like I feel like a theme in in Hartley's movies are there's a lot of like people owning up to their own mistakes and people willing to be truthful like even in um, um, unbelievable truth you know like
2: yeah um, big. I, Robert like, John
1: Burke's character yeah. is it went to jail for something he never did yeah. you know but he was like he, just because he didn't remember doing it he was like I'm I'm gonna take the responsibility of this so I feel like there's a lot of like and you could even say that like that in, in itself is sort of like a critique of masculinity because it's like how many right. men are having to carry the burden of all of the of the weight of like Horrible men, right? Because there's nothing else for them to do. You know, they can't like no one else is there to save them from well, that. But in trust, you it's,
0: know, it's Maria's character. It's Maria doing
1: yeah. that. Yeah, right, right, right. And, and, but oddly enough, but you parent- could say that's that's still <laughs> patriarchy. That's still like yeah, masculinity yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's yeah. like her you know, she's trying, you know, but there it's so, this is why like the more like, especially watching them like back to back and stuff like that. It's so interesting to see how he lets men be vulnerable. And I really, Mm -hmm. I think I would have felt differently about um, Simple Men if it didn't end the way that it ended. Like on that shot of him just like,
2: because it felt
1: like he's, he is surrendering, like literally he's surrendering and he is like like resting on her and it's so it's it's a there's a softness in it and and also a strength because it's like men aren't allowed to be soft men aren't allowed to be weak and he's literally surrendering for a woman and that's like such a i don't it's know it felt not it felt,
2: hard <laughs> yeah well, it's also interesting, too, you talk about expectations, right? Like, yeah. I, it really is, like, almost every character. I mean, even Martin Donovan's character, because, like, you're yeah. just like, oh, he's this lowly guy who, like, gets cuts up fish guts and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, he's a, an anarchist revolutionary. Whoa, mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming for that guy. Exactly, like, right. I think the, the, if it, in those first three movies, like, the only characters who really don't seem to... uh uh leave their expectation of probably uh the parents and trust Yeah, they don't really have much of a journey like their yeah. journey is from like the, the their spouse died and they never recovered from it and they carry that the mm-hmm. trauma and anger right. or whatever that went along with it and they really can't so it's kind of like characters around me. them to like deal with yeah. that and uh fix them or, you know, just avoid them or what have you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also like parental figures, a lot of times are like sort of uh, showing you like, not necessarily like parents aren't villains, but they're usually like some, some sort of antithesis of the, the character that, you know, their kid, the character that's like their child, like Adrian Shelley and her dad in, in, unbelievable truth is like, he's just, he, all of these things that he wants, like all the things that she wants, even if they line up are different. Like, he's like, I want you to go to college. You need to go to college. And she's like, I got into Harvard. And he's like, no, no, some, something else, you know, it's like, there's nothing that she can do.
2: Right. And then she starts making money and then he wants her to go back to college. Yeah. And then he
1: gets upset. He's like, I want, you know, I want you to make money. And she's like, okay, I'm making money. And he is like, okay but you need to quit making money and go to college and she's like you know it's like all of these things where like it doesn't really even like I think I think that was like a great example of like it doesn't really matter where she puts herself
2: yeah Her, there's
1: always yeah he's yeah. always disappointed but I feel like it's sort of a similar thing in in, in trust and in um simple men where like your parents, are not necessarily the people that you're supposed to look up to on how to act and how to behave.
2: Mm -hmm. And it's but kind of act like them. (laughs) Right. It doesn't
1: right. Like even like, but at the same time, like it's more about, you have to be aware of who your parents are to not be like them because in simple men that are just like, you know, I'm nothing like my dad. And like, Oh, you know, like he's done nothing but hurt us. And it's like, but if you're not careful, you're going to become him, you know, by try, you know, it's like you have to be aware of your surroundings to know how not to fall down kind of well, thing. Well, the thing you know? here that's
2: weird too is they don't really know him, you know?
1: Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I really, I think, I think um there was something about Simple Man that really struck me more than I, more than I expected it to. I really liked, I really did like Unbelievable Truth, but I feel like, like that one did feel like like it was his first film before Trust. Like it did yeah. feel, feel like he hammered out the kinks and made Trust. And yeah. it's not that I didn't like it. I thought it was great and I really enjoyed it and it was fun and hilarious. But like, yeah, there was something, I think I think there was something unexpected about Simple Men for me. I think the, the amount of humor that it had was unexpected. But I think I really enjoyed um, Robert John Burke's character, like what he ended up doing. Oh. And like, I loved... And again, like, because he says, like, I'm going to meet a woman, the next blonde woman I see, (laughs) I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And then immediately he meets her and he's just knocked off his feet. He seemed
2: kind of aloof. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's just,
1: yeah. And it's, it's, you know, he's just completely (laughs) like knocked on his ass and he's like, I'm giving up everything for her. And, and then he does, you know, and I, there's just so much. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think the fact that how, how Hartley lets his male characters be um, vulnerable.
2: There's, and, there's yeah. something about, like, in Unbelievable Truth, there are these, like, very sort of deliberately, like, artsy yeah. bits that get smoothed out a bit in trust. Like, mm. I don't know, the the one I'm thinking of, I mean, because, you know, he always does that kind of, like, the characters kind of are saying the same things to each other, and it's kind of circular. Yes. Like, that very much happens in Unbelievable Truth. Yes. Uh, I, there might be be a scene like that in in trust I, I can't recall off the top of my head but uh it seems like in some ways in simple men some of those types of scenes don't quite land even though like like i'm right. thinking of the very beginning of the movie with um ned like who delivers one of my all-time favorite lines in any movie like there's nothing like a machine to make a man feel insignificant like i think about that every time i'm having a computer problem or <laughs> <laughs> or something like that like you just are so frustrated and it's just this dumb little thing that you're yeah. powerless to like control um like such a great line but like the way that that, that whole section is framed is very yeah. strange like it it does too, almost yeah. seem like they're speechifying a little bit and it mm. seems yeah. removed from the action the movie in such a way that it it just doesn't really like like I don't know if you'd watch a similar sort of sequence in like Do the Right Thing, you know, like the Spike mm-hmm. Lee movie. There's like bits where all of a sudden it'll break from the narrative and the character is like talking to the camera and all this kind of stuff, but there's the way that Lee sets that up is that there's a very sort of musical rhythm to it and it you're like, mm-hmm. "Well, that was a kind of fun diversion." And you go back and and you can kind of like keep those two things in your head at the same time. Yeah. It's not quite as seamless uh in simple men for whatever reason. Yeah. Not, again, this isn't like a huge detriment to the movie but it's just like little things like that where you're like that's kind of strange yeah hey what's your name ned listen ned how much will you pay me to fix this motorcycle it can't be fixed yes it can it'll never run again yes it will i promise nothing like a machine to make a man feel insignificant
0: my other big what's sticks out for me with simple men compared to the first two is how i mean karen silas kate is uh you know one of the main characters obviously mm-hmm. Lilina lowenson hardly at all and she's really for a how harley movie she's basically there just as a sort of pathway to the dad you know what i mean like yeah yeah not
2: well and stuff. also you bring up another point about uh, a, a thing that would be like a huge problem if it was not a hartley movie is that the whole plot moves forward based on a pretty huge coincidence yeah like, yeah, yeah they yeah. have to end up at the exact place to know right, that right <laughs> uh, to know that they can get to dad you know what i mean right, like yeah.
0: yes yes
2: um, but like, you you know, your tip off being when Martin Donovan finds the phone number immediately, because yeah, if you know a person's last name, it's very easy to find a name in the phone book, but if you only know the number, yeah, no fucking take yeah. you forever. Yeah. This is like, you know, before Google and shit, you'll be and the fact that he finds it in like three slaps right. of the phone book, um, <laughs> which I missed the first time I watched it. I thought it was just funny, physical acting, but I'm like, Oh shit. He, you know, but, uh, um, but yeah, I mean like the so it's also the most like um overwrought plot up to this point. Yeah. True. Um, because you know it's he's also sort of playing in genre a little bit. Like it it's oh, a kind of a heist movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very yeah. light, very lightly a heist movie. Yeah. Right. Um, but
1: see i think i i think that's what i liked about it. i i like the whole coincidence thing because i feel like a lot of times if you try to explain stuff too much it's like it gets tedious but also and i like the fact and this is just stuff i liked about it i like the fact that it basically happens over like a 24 to 48 hour period it's all just like back to back like yeah, they don't, yeah, yeah. you know um I, yeah so i think hard. <laughs> that's that. I think that's something I I liked how it did it, but I always have a little bit of trouble in like um like unbelievable truth when they would have those like sort of you know the breaks of like okay it's you know like a couple months later or whatever you know oh, yeah, like yeah. sometime meanwhile, later. Meanwhile. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I didn't dislike that, but I those are less like it, it takes me out a little bit. More than I'd like to admit that it does. So I liked that this one was just like it all happens like at the same time, and there's no like
0: mm-hmm. all this happens
1: very fast and very coincidentally. And I feel like that's sort of more. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's something about that that I really I enjoyed the fact that it was like oh they just all happen to be at the same place and like all this stuff just happened to be you know co you know coincidentally yeah. happening I don't know I like it
0: yeah I mean it's it's you know one of my favorite scenes of trust is when Matthew Slaughter walks into the bar and oh. he punches the guy from the TV repair shop and yeah. the guy from the, the, guy, like, with the rapist guy yeah. yeah and then every character is in there you know like yeah, in one awesome. bar <laughs> oh, but you don't so know good. that yet well, and there's also yeah. the
2: scene where, uh, where the, um, where that, where that, where, you know, she, where Adrian Shelley's character gets assaulted in the back yeah. room of the liquor store. She leaves that woman's baby has been kidnapped yeah. right. uh, and she slaps the, the, the um, stroller and there. And like some other thing is happening at the same time. And it's like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, so yeah. good. <laughs> masterfully directed. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: what do you think about? The, what do you want to talk about? The weather. The weather sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and this one, like before, they get to Long Island. It's uh, it feels like two different. I mean, unlike the previous two films that take place in almost one house, one location, both yeah. of them. You know, almost, I mean, I guess a lot of unbelievable truth is at the garage, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, what's it called? It's uh like, I just discovered right before we got on that. How uh, Hartley has a sound cloud.
1: Yeah, apparently.
2: Superior music
1: and stuff. Or, uh... Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I was actually, that was something that struck me. I like the opening song. Uh-huh. but I think that's uh, up to this point was like his weakest score. The music is not, yeah. Cuz he does his own music and I the music in Trust is great. Um yes, love it. and I don't remember a ton anymore about the music in Unbelievable Truth. It's pretty Rest.
0: similar to Trust, uh, but I think it's not only him on Unbelievable Truth. I think he's working with other people. It's oh, okay. a very similar style you know
2: yeah i mean there is a lot of yola tango it's like the first time i yes. that was who i that was where i first heard yola tango is from how hard the movie
0: yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh the other thing
2: i was thinking of is like the the people in the movie who like subsequently went on to fame in a in a in a mm-hmm. different way one is that young actress at the beginning who I think is in charmed.
1: Yeah. Holly Marie Combs, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm clearly uh oh why am I drawing a blank on his name? He's the boss in trust. Um he's Matt the Malloy. Uh, Matt Malloy who's I know he's done a bunch of stuff, but like yeah. I I can't shake thinking about him from the last season of six feet under when oh. He plays, he's in him. like five, he's in like five or six episodes. And I think he's like the, was he date the mom? No, he's, <laughs> he, he, he plays like a queer male. Who's like in a traditional marriage. Um, And he's got two adopted kids who have been like, you know, basically been able to, do whatever the hell they want so they cuss and know all about sex and they're like you know nine years old or whatever like <laughs> you, know, you know like kind of kids that are just like way too precocious for their own age and asking very personal questions of adults and stuff but uh <laughs> he's like the boss of uh david fisher's boyfriend for whatever reason i'm drawing a blank on the cop and he's keith. like the security His name's keith. Keith, yeah yeah keith that i don't know why i got that but yeah, yeah. yeah. um <laughs> yeah but uh yeah that but he's in like five or six episodes and he's and it's you know he's older and he's just a lot more mature than he was in the heart Hartley movies and a lot more like like sort of you know almost sort of villainous and authoritative you know so it's uh, kind of interesting to see him yeah he's
0: one of those character actors has been fucking in everything and
2: yeah he's, he's and he's great. Great. we
0: watched uh <laughs> the imposters god i guess that was like last year but you know that movie uh, it's Stanley more? Tucci and Oliver Platt. Oh,
2: I don't. I remember the trailers stuff, but I don't think I ever saw it. Yeah,
0: he's great in that.
2: Oh, okay, and I mean, um, it's one of
0: those casts that's like all character actors. I mean, yeah. Since then, they've gotten more, you know, because it's like Richard Jenkins and Allison yeah. Janney and Tony Shalhoub yeah. and
2: Oh gosh, yeah,
0: Lily Taylor and. It just doesn't stop, you know, yeah.
2: <laughs> it don't stop. It won't stop. It yeah. will not. <laughs> the, there's uh what's it uh, like? So Robert Burke, the one thing I remember him being in was like the RoboCop sequels that like Frank Miller directed. Right.
0: I, I, I think so.
2: And he I was know. in, I saw him in something recently too. I know he's been in. He's uh, in uh
0: law and order SVU.
2: Okay a lot and, uh, the guy the guy who plays the like you know the existentialist cop or sheriff yeah yeah who has some great lines too. Damien
0: Young, Young or
2: something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. Damien yeah um he's in like a few episodes of boardwalk empire oh no wait oh, wow no no actually uh the uh bill sage is actually in some boardwalk oh. empire but Bill Sage
1: is in this movie called "We Are We Are What We Are," and it's a very good movie. It's okay. it w- it's a very like um, slow burn movie, okay. yeah, and it's really like it's good. But and, every time I
0: see, he's also in High Art.
1: Oh, yeah. see, I haven't seen High Art.
2: Yeah. Well, well I think really Karen Silas. Whatever, I don't think I've seen Karen Silas in. There.
0: I know, but she's still she's been doing shit.
2: She's okay.
1: I think I said this on the trust episode, but she was on this show called under suspicion. That's what it was when I was a kid. And that was like the first thing I ever knew. I was like very young. I was probably like eight or nine when that show was on. And she plays like a cop. Uh And I don't know my (laughs) queer little self. That was that show. Every time I saw her, I'd be like, it's her, you know? And when (laughs) she was, I was like, Oh shit. Like she, like,
2: yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm, and I'm trying to think, like, what I don't think I've ever seen the, you know, the dad in anything but Hal Hartley movies. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a he's got a bit part in Surviving Desire too. I actually, think it's just his voice. He's like when oh yeah, uh, Martin Donovan's heads in the gutter or whatever at the end of that. Like, he's like a passerby who, like, Uh, asks him if he needs help or something.
0: Which one is it? Is it Surviving Desire or one of those other shorts where that has, uh, I don't remember her name, who plays Maria's and Peg's mom in trust? And she's like a homeless person that's like, marry me?
2: Oh, um, that's Surviving Desire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think if there's... Because, uh, I mean, clearly, like, Edie Falco, you know, got... Yeah. Oh, yeah, Karen it.
0: Silas was on at least one episode of
2: fucking Sopranos. Okay, yeah, I've never watched The Sopranos. I think it came out at a time where I was just tired of gangster shit. Um, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, uh, what else? But uh, to- uh, Silas well, yeah.
0: was always... A, I just learned this because I was, I was looking for interviews with her to make sure I got the pronunciation of her name right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I actually didn't know if I was saying it right or not.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Rookie uh, yeah.
0: There's a movie from 96 called What Happened Was and it's just apparently the cast is just her and Tom Noonan and it's based on a play that Tom Noonan wrote. <laughs> okay. And she was uh, in the it's... original stage oh. cast oh, Okay, and then she's in the film
2: as yeah. well yeah and uh, else? yeah and I, i've never seen the the guitar player at gas station yeah, yeah. <laughs> just too My bad story. that guy's great um, yeah he's
0: getting short <laughs> yeah
2: oh she's italian oh. <laughs> do i
0: pay you to sit around talking french all day is it a black chair we say on chaise noir move over how'd it go I'm a free man, but I'm broke. What the hell are you learning French for anyway? Some beautiful language. Yeah, well, so's Navajo. I got a date with the French checkout girl at the deli mall. She ain't French. Sure she is. She is not, she's Italian. No way. She is. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah, I love it, that the dad's getting divorced in this movie yeah Yeah. which is
2: i was like so does that mean like the parents split up in unbelievable truth that's sort of yeah i was like that's pretty funny um yeah like is there what other if there's are there any other simple man things that uh, you,
0: you started to bring this up in the very beginning not shot in new york
2: yeah, for the scenes like at that like, you know, at where most of the action take place were were shot in Texas for yeah. I, can't right. remember, like outside I think like I think Houston, for, right? I think that I don't know. I um Mark Chandler Bailey Huh? He's
0: Mark Chandler Bailey is is Mike the guitar playing <laughs> yeah, garage guy. Yeah. Chris and Chris Cook done. is Chris Cook played the uh Victor Hugo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was, uh, he's deceased, but uh, he's the founder of the Long Island Film Festival. Oh, all
2: right.
0: Uh, Mark Bailey, let's see. He's in a movie from 2015 called Tar Pit. <laughs> That's his only, like, only known for it. that isn't Hal Hartley related. Oh, my yeah. God.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I forget what the the circumstances are around. But the other thing, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but a a lot of episodes of um, Sex in the City were um, directed by Michael Spiller, who's the cinematographer on
0: the cinematographer. Most
2: most of the early Hartley movies.
0: Yeah, I started. I started to watch. There's this guy. I wish I could remember his channel's name, but he has a great. I think he does all these, at least these first three. Harley movies, but he did one on trust that is so sweet. It's so genuine, yeah. Yeah. And I started watching his video on Simple Men, and I forget why I brought that up. That's when you. Um, So we typically, you know, I think it's clear where we'll all land on this, but we typically say, "Would we recommend this film?" Oh, would you recommend this
2: film? Brian. Would, uh, I would recommend Simple Man.
0: Great. Too. Uh,
2: in fact, it is one of my 1,000 favorite movies.
0: Oh, shit. And where can that be found?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably somewhere between number 200 and 300, somewhere in there. You wow. had to guess. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean, is I can it, look that, it up,
2: but I don't need to do that. Where,
0: where is that list
2: publicly available? Should I, I shared be... it with you at some point. So I know you shared it with me. Luke, Is it publicly available? It should be. I just have it under a pseudonym. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: You don't want to share that? I can. You're being really dodgy.
2: (laughs) I can can do that, but you can also see all of my like my canceled ass tastes.
0: (laughs) Canceled ass tastes. Yeah. (laughs) That's your podcast.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, there's there's definitely a handful of movies where I'm like, oh god, I don't need. I don't know if I need to know that too many people need to know. I like those, <laughs> as much as I do, you know, um, mostly just Woody Allen movies. I still yeah, have yeah. a, a <laughs> bit of, uh, like, listen,
0: if nostalgia
2: it happened, for the <laughs> imp- 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 impression those made on me. At an early oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. He's a piece of shit, but like, right. <laughs> you know, uh, I also have like a, like I, I i don't know mike you know i think like everybody you feel my feelings about all this stuff are, are very nuanced and personal um of course. Yeah. but um but yeah i you know the more horrible stuff you've done the better an artist you are <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> no, I um but uh yeah the, yeah there's some things where it's like i even i find this deeply problematic and it's fucking entertains the hell out of me i think (laughs) i think think clint eastwood movies are like for me not all of them i think not you know he made so many of them that a lot of them are garbage but like dirty harry has some like super problematic i thought you were talking about the movies
0: he's like directed
2: (laughs) well well, he didn't direct that one but like uh i mean he directed a lot of the rest of them but uh, but uh like but dirty harry is like you know vigilante all that bullshit yeah. but it's a mm-hmm. fucking great movie i love that <laughs> i'm like but i can also like hold two thoughts at the same time yeah. like right. I don't yeah. <laughs> no the one for me like and we've talked about these and i we probably watched them the gauntlet and iger sanction
0: Just i've never seen iger you, sanction but the gauntlet, gauntlet is fucking nuts. movies <laughs>
2: these movies are terrible but they're so terrible they're brilliant i love these movies yeah you showed me the gauntlet Huh? Yeah, the gun. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. But the Iger sanction is like just so politically incorrect, and <laughs> like basically, like the the thing that you're tr- like <laughs> he's trying to solve is like solved halfway through the movie, and then it's like I want to <laughs> fucking climb the North Face, so let's film it. <laughs> it's like a whole, whole other half of the movie, and someone died filming that, like a cameraman, sure. like died falling off the mountain during that sequence, which is really n- unnecessary. Right, yeah, I agree, but but I'm still like, this movie is great. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, yeah, like, uh, Vanetta McGee is in it, and her character's name is Jemima. It's like, no, come on, (laughs) uh, yeah, there's a like Native American woman character in it, and I can't remember her name, but like, she's there to like train him to climb, you know, basically these lands that were stolen from them Mm -hmm. mountains, and then. Like fuck him. Like it just shit like that. You're just like, what the fuck? But also, come on, if the film is about a guy who is a uh art <laughs> professor, uh a mountaineer, and a world-class assassin, what's not to love about that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like who who can do that? Let's talk about multitasking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, no, The Gauntlet is the like the most over the top movie ever, like so good. But uh, um, no, like Gran Torino, like that's yeah. a movie that is fairly problematic. But there's also like within there a story about essentially a, a guy who's a fucking terrible parent, but uh, becomes like a father figure to this guy who, you know, to this right. person from another culture who needs one. And I find that very touching. Mm-hmm. And it's very rare for shit to get through to this shit right here. <laughs> um, You know, probably because it would have been nice if I had something like that when I was that age. I Even can't up. relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's, yeah, like I said, there's some of this stuff where I'm like, uh, you know, yeah. like the end of that movie is like a total like white savior Jesus Which shit. Uh, Gran Torino. Yeah, yeah in all the like get off my lawn and in him saying all the like but like it's it's a it's an interesting movie there's a lot Yeah, i remember
0: of, what i haven't seen it in forever but i remember yeah. when i watched it i was like oh this is not what i expected like yeah i did not expect it's, to find any value in it but there was yeah <laughs> it's
2: yeah i said it's a lot more it's a lot more nuanced than it should be but there's definitely like and i think the handling of the mong culture is you know received criticism from that community so it's you know it's not perfect well, by yeah. any means but there's some stuff in that movie you just i guess don't see in other movies also mm-hmm. like um the industrialization or deindustrialization of detroit mm-hmm. and how uh the populace of that city changed over time and in this one old white guy who's like this the like Hold out for yeah, right. whatever fucking stubborn reasons. Like there's some interesting stuff in that movie. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, it's you know, like, kind of just, you know, I'm always like, ah, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Not exactly my uh uh my political um mentor or anything. No,
0: but. it's like him and Charlton Heston, you're just like I'd vote for them in a second. That's you. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, he's great in pulling for Columbine. I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) And uh, uh, Twilight Los Angeles.
2: Oh, what's that?
0: that? Do you remember that? That was a shit. I can't remember the woman's name who made it. It was a. It was controversial because she did all the. In the film adaptation, I think there was a stage version, which was. Also only her. She took all these uh, interviews. Like, I think she conducted some of them. But a lot of them were, like, you know, from the news or whatever. But it was interviews with people after the Rodney King riots. Yeah. And then she did all the characters. She she performs all the characters, so that includes African-American folks and Asian-American folks, and she's a white (laughs) woman. Well, hello. Boy, did I step in on this one. Turns out Anna Devere Smith, the writer and sole performer, of the work Twilight Los Angeles 1992 uh, is in fact African American and I should have known that and at least should not have spoken so confidently to the contrary Um, check out her work she's very interesting Uh, her work remains controversial um, for slightly different reasons than what I present here but uh, judge for yourself my apologies
2: thank you and, oh, like, yeah. that was, and that was totally like, you know, par for the course, acceptable back
0: in the No, you know, I mean, 90s. she she did it, obviously, and it got funded and made, but, like, yeah. I do remember at the time it being like, what are you doing, lady? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I remember, like, even, like, you know, you see, like, like, you know, re-watching, like, Kids in the Hall or Mr. Show, and there's, like, you know, occasional, like, Black face, brown face, yellow face and stuff yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and but rem- like and then again like w- why are you doing that but there was also this sort of like oh, i'm showing my range as an actor bullshit that was going on for a long time you remember yeah, that yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. like there really was like like oh we'll give it a pass because like look at it, i could do yeah i could do different you know <laughs> yeah, I could do uh, different you know and so we watch that stuff and you're just sort of like e-, you know and like yeah. you know you some context helps, but that doesn't mean it's still not wrong. <laughs> you
1: know? Right. What is it? Soul man. Is that the one where it's like, Oh been- my God. <laughs> yeah, that is- I've never yeah. seen it, but I want to. The sister looks white terrible. Shoes.
2: Oh, you should yeah. that. You should do an episode on that. Yeah. Yeah, we should. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I, I, I simple men, uh, I recommend. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing is if you go far enough down the Hartley path, um, at a certain point he quits making good movies. So <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta uh you know enjoy the the good ones. Um yeah. Uh no such thing I'm not a fan of. Um, but like mostly it's because the first half of the movie, the second half of the film is actually pretty brilliant, but the first half is just kind of a mess. I don't think you really I know just the-
1: I don't remember a lot I've of it. I just remember it. being like, I don't understand what. Yeah, I'm supposed to get from this, but it was. I think that was like before I, I either either realized it was a, a Hal Hartley movie or like it was the first Hal Hartley movie I'd seen. I don't know, like one yeah. of those, like like all those Henry full. Fo- like I watched them basically within like the same like month or two, and I have no idea which one I saw right. first.
2: Yeah, like and the- I don't. Yeah. Oh, sorry.
1: I don't think I. Re- oh, you're fine. I don't think I realized they were all. Fr- it didn't. I didn't realize until later. I was like, oh, all duh. All these movies. That's why I. I probably got to see them. They were probably just showing, you know, Hal Hartley films on mm, IFC, mm. you know? Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I remember just being very confused about it, but I've wanted to rewatch it since then because I'm, especially once I was, I realized it was a Hal Hartley movie. I was like, Oh, that's shit. I didn't, I wasn't yeah. that wasn't where my head was when I watched it. Right. So I I, wanna, really I haven't
2: interested. watched it in years. I I still have the DVD of it, so I want to rewatch that. Um, because like for one thing, it's it, I think it was his. It might have been his biggest budget movie ever. Yeah. Because he had like Holly and there's a few other sort of uh, yeah. you know but at least bigger name for him kind of actors right. in it. And the sort of and uh, John Robert Burke is is the monster. Oh, see the creature yeah and the monster like there's supposed to be this whole thing about like well i live forever well actually that kind of sucks and like that like that's you know and then can you like any you know the monster wants to die so that's ultimately kind of the point that part of the movie is very good but like there's this whole hour of the movie that's like this sort of like fake kind of godard-ish kind of stuff that I don't know. Goddard like is mostly miss for me when he hits it's very good, but a, a lot of it is very didactic and 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 just not very entertaining yeah. or like the experiments can't do all the heavy lifting, you know. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and I think at times Hartley can be kind of guilty of he clearly really likes Goddard. yeah. You know, <laughs> and I think in the early movies he channels Godard uh, just fine um and I also think in his later movies he's like trying to say something which I yeah. there's kind of a not that their movies are apolitical because I mean clearly we've talked yeah. about right you know like family dynamics right the construction of masculinity, and like these are not apolitical topics right but uh you know, but you can say maybe the handling of anarchism and Simple Men might be. But like right. later on, it's like, yeah, I'm trying to make this statement about technology and culture and all that. And it's just sort of like, yeah. well, you know, maybe he's the kind of director that needs to stay in a lane. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Because there's some people who like, you know, like say, let's take Greta Gerwig, right? Like she's made <laughs> three movies, right? And they've all been very different from each other, right? Like Hartley has the Hartley thing he like I don't want to see how Hartley make a Western. I don't want to see how Hartley make a um I mean the girl from Monday is kind of like a sci-fi movie and I guess no such thing kind of is too, but I don't think they're uh, terrifically compelling within those genre constraints yeah but yeah yeah how about you uh recommend simple men ya yeah or not nah? <laughs> yeah uh, either. Whoever wants I think to we go. both
0: said yeah.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a recommendation of yeah. of yes for me. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah think, I
0: would I would put the other two before this one, but yeah. still Yeah, well, I actually I, think, I actually
1: oh. would recommend watching the like watching all three of them. I think in in order. I think that would be like a really Yeah. Like so you could see the progression, progression and yeah. and all of that stuff.
0: Right. And yeah, and I think it's really cool like to see who's in them. In a
2: row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember not liking Henry Fool when I saw it and that was when it was new and yep. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it since. Yeah. And I didn't even know Faye Grimm and Ned rifle yeah. got made until like yeah, last I, year. I so. actually
2: have seen I saw <laughs> I saw Faye Grimm in the theater when I was living in DC. Hmm. It's, you know, again, these those movies are just they're yeah. at, at best. There's yeah. not much to them. But um, James Armaniac is yeah, in- no James of <laughs> Baniac is oh, so good. Uh, difficult people. I think I yes. can't remember yes, if we I've that good feelings about this show or not. I love that show. I mean I, there's I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um I, I I don't know. For whatever reason, Billy Eichner his comedy works for this guy. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean like the trans representation of that show is is not the best, but um difficult people yeah there's that character in the last season i, oh, I don't know like yeah but um but yeah uh but james Urbaniac is so yeah, good he's great. um but uh what else uh the oh I, I was one of the the uh kickstarter funders for oh, Netflix. Netflix. Oh, yeah my name is Damn. on the copy that you got in the mail yeah. Shit. yeah yeah audrey plaza is in that one. Oh yeah yeah um but yeah As I, Parker I, Posey. I would say my, <laughs> my my off the top of my head hartley ranking one is trust Oof. um two is amateur okay. um a lot i that movie probably because i like noir like that yeah. one kind of gets in there i think and i i like what bell hooks had to say about amateur i think she makes a very astute point about that movie um three by a hair, probably unbelievable truth over simple men. Um, then probably uh, surviving desire, Henry Fool, and if we go way down the road a little bit, the book of life, which is yeah, pretty fun. Um, and then yeah, after we're gonna, that, we're uh, gonna be go watching... another one. What's
0: that? Oh, sorry, oh. go on, you
2: can finish that's, your list. That's it. Uh, beyond that, though, I don't like those ones, doesn't that. matter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to watch uh, Surviving Desire and Book of Life, which I never, I always call Book of Days. Oh. I think it's an Inya <laughs> album or something.
2: Well, there's The End of Days, the, uh, the Arnold Schwarzen We've
1: seen film. that.
2: We uh, did, yeah, we we've watched, watched that. that. We watched that. <laughs> we watched that? Wasn't there, like, for, Gabriel Byrne, the, the devil in that yeah. one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah.
2: Nice. I'm
0: not, not to be confused with his role in uh, Stigmata.
2: Oh, I haven't seen that one.
1: Well, he well he plays a priest in that.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, nice. not the devil,
2: but um,
1: basically the same character.
2: Well, the <laughs> next time you guys talk about uh, Coen Brothers, I'm just kidding. I, I don't. Really <laughs> you don't like them? <laughs> not really. Mm. There, it's like a mm. appreciate more than actually like. Actually, some of their movies, I I find horribly like, overrated and and not good.
0: I couldn't give so a fuck about No Co Country Brother for and Old and
2: Men, like garbage movie. And uh, like Lebowski is not good either.
0: No, fuck Lebowski.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Lebowski, I really we have not watched Spartan Fink, but I that's one that uh, I have rewatched it
2: recently. A- was just sort of I actually like I've been ripping on the Cohen brothers for so long. Like Catherine's like, dude, let's watch some of these. Yeah. And uh <laughs> she was like, I kind of i am on your side now. Uh. <laughs> I was like no, I'm just kidding. It's uh, the one that <laughs> the one that like surprised me on retrospect was um, the man who wasn't there. I that one because probably because I like noir a bad. lot. That that one Billy Bob Thornton in it. Um, oh yeah, okay. yeah that one and it's black and white. That one that's like basically my uh, Blood Simple. Yeah, but their first movie is probably my favorite of theirs. And then um, Miller's Crossing is okay um and uh the man who wasn't there everything else i can kind of take or leave um yeah they don't know how to end their movies that's definitely true the the case of a serious man they have a perfect ending and then a whole bunch of shit before that i don't care Um, about so uh, (laughs) yeah, i like people i'm not like a big fan of their movies like i've seen fucking way too many of them yeah yeah yeah. i've probably seen most of them yeah
1: That's healthy.
2: Such is life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. I should probably uh, wrap things up. Um, Sorry, man. And man, it is hot in here. But anyway, it's been this has been awesome. Hopefully, there's some salvageable shit here for. uh,
0: We. uh, I I like to send. I will send you uh, my edited version before it gets published, so you can have.
2: So I can can be like. um, I did not say that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You can it. um yeah that sounds good and uh yeah and if there's you know it, i, I this, was, this was very fun so if you uh, uh you know need a
0: we'd love to have you back
2: company today. kind of situation you know uh come and knock on our door <laughs> you <laughs> know nice all right yeah Great Hi, to man. See you. yeah it's yeah. been it's been it's been real and uh yeah I'll do it again all right well uh yeah you know uh like i always say to uh catherine when she goes to work you know be safe and watch out for busters
0: <laughs> works to live by
2: yeah film journey